Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be talking about D Ford, and there's been some very encouraging reports about D Ford in practice. Uh, last year, we talked a lot about him and potentially being a guy that could retire at the end of the year, and that is not the case at all. And apparently, he looks pretty much at full strength at this point. Um, the pads have been put on in training camp, so this is a really encouraging sign for all 49er fans. And you're talking about maybe the deepest kind of unit on the team is the defensive line. You're going to have a chance to not only like have Ford in the rotation, but allow Ford to specifically only like exclusively be used in pass rushing situations. So Aiden, what is just your overall thoughts and what do you think the impact is on bringing D back and having him able to play in these pass rushing situations? Yeah, I think that we talked about it uh, last episode. Anything that you get from D Ford at this point is just icing on the cake. Um, he's a guy who, like like you mentioned, a lot of people thought he he could have been done and complete retired. Um, lots of vague reports about that neck back injury, um, and that's something that can definitely derail your your entire career. Um, so to hear that he's doing better and playing well during during practice. Is an, is an awesome sign, not only for the 49ers, but for him. Um, I'm, I'm sure that was super tough for, for him to go through. Uh, but in, in terms of what it brings to the 49ers, it's huge. Like you mentioned, this, this 49ers defensive line is probably not as top-heavy as it was in 2019, but it is deeper. Um, you have, I mean, I think that, that we mentioned before the episode, a guy like Contavious Street, who is a good player, is probably going to get cut. He's probably not going to make the rotation. Um, and that just speaks to how deep this this position group is. Um, and as we saw during 2019, that's the key to this 49ers defense. Um, we thrive based on rushing the passer and our DBs get to sit back and play more cover three. Obviously, we're going to play a little bit more more man with the addition of D'Amico Ryans. Um, and obviously, like Verrett can can do more man stuff than than Sherman can now. But I think having a guy who can pass rush the way that that D Ford can, it's going to open stuff up for Bosa. It's going to open stuff up for um, Ebucam, who can now do more of what he's probably better at: more run stopping, more um, similar to that Eric Armstead type type mold. Um, but I think it's it's huge. It gives the Niners something that they didn't think that that they were going to get and they signed some guys this this offseason uh guys like Arden Key who thought could maybe replicate that that D Ford role but Arden Key is having an awesome camp D Ford is now coming back they, they they just have more bodies who can do more different things and that's huge for this 49ers defense I like the guys you brought up um Samson Ebukam I think he's a guy that that will probably most used on the edge in base situations and base downs, um, you know, running heavy type of situations. Um, and then you look at, okay, obviously uh, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, uh, Javon Kinlaw, and D Ford is like that other guy on third down. But look at the look at the backup players on this line. One, you get Eric Armstead to kick inside, and we are pretty high advocates of, you know, having him play inside, having him not be lined out outside. Because, yes, he is a tremendous run, run defender off the edge, but if you put it, him into like a three tech or like a one tech, he pretty much commands a double team every single time. So that is a huge win, not only for just the whole defense, but especially for Bosa, who will be lined up next to him sometimes. And then Javon Kinlaw as well, who that is a, that's a huge deal if he gets to line up inside next to Armstead, because there's a very good chance that he's going to be one-on-one -on -one with a guard or the center or whatever the case is. 
Um, and then you look at, you know, you brought up Arden Key. Arden Key and Mo Hurst were basically signed over from the Raiders. And if you have, I don't know if you heard John Lynch's comments on it, but it's pretty funny. He's like, yeah, I don't really know how, how those guys got out there. Um, but yeah, we signed them. Um, and so, so they have them. They have Kevin Givens, DJ Jones, Ar- uh, Zach Kerr on the inside. And then you have Samson Ebukam, um, Arden Key. Like, this is a really, really deep group. So it is really encouraging to see all the stuff about D Ford. But I think the best part is he might be placed in more of a role where he doesn't have to, you know, be a guy that is. And in 2019, it's not like he was on the field all the time. He obviously got injured that year. Um, he only had six and a half sacks, which his final year in the Chiefs, he had 13. So it was a big drop off. But when he was on the field on third down, and they would use him all over the all over the defensive line. His speed was a tremendous asset, and we're going to see that again this year. So that's something that is really really encouraging for. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I don't know if you saw the reports, Aiden, but he's been lining up inside a little bit. Um, they've been using a lot a lot of stunts and stuff with him in there. Um, so it's really encouraging to see that. Uh, if you have him and Bosa lined up next to each other, like I don't know if you remember the the Vikings playoff game where they got a sack and it was like, oh yeah, there's no way that a guard's going to be able to stop that. Um, the, the amount of stunts and versatility that they have throughout this defensive line is really impressive because you're going to be able to put guys that are starting level players in the game for 20, 30 snaps. I mean, some of these guys are going to play like 15 snaps that could probably start on other NFL teams. And they're just going to be, you know, going up there and it's going to be a lot of substitutions on the defensive line, probably outside of Nick Bosa and probably Armstead as well. But you're going to see guys subbed in and out all the time. And you're going to see really, really like, hopefully a healthier team because of that. Um, and definitely a team that's, you know, ready to go on every single down, you know, like that's not, you know, like not hurting in terms of like stamina, like not like guys like tapping out and stuff. Like you're not going to see that much this year. So the, the versatility and the depth of this defensive line is, it might be unmatched throughout the whole NFL. This defensive line is so deep and Aiden, you brought up not as top heavy. Absolutely. You lose a guy like DeForest Buckner. You're going to feel those losses for years to come. But this is the way to kind of go and correct that, in my opinion. And, man, is it encouraging that D Ford is, is healthy um, because that is a huge difference. On third down, that makes the 49ers that much more scary. Um, and you didn't really mention the corners that much, but the corner room's pretty thin. So you might have a couple back games where there's backup corners in there that aren't very good players um, or rookies. You know, you might have uh, Ambry Thomas back there, and it might, you know, he might struggle a little bit. So if you have a guy that like D Ford who's screaming off the edge every time, that the quarterback's going to feel every single play that he's dropping back, it makes a huge difference. So I'm I'm really pumped for this. But anything else you wanted to add on on D? Yeah, um, I think kind of to 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 leave this segment off, um, you you go through the the list of these 49ers defensive linemen. Every single one of them has something to prove. D Ford, people thought he was going to retire, overpaid. Samson Ebucom gaining a much bigger role, was given a pretty big contract for what he did with the Rams. Kinlaw, hurt last year, wasn't Defoe. Zach Kerr, get, uh, Zach Kerr, DJ Jones, Maurice Hurst are all in one-year deals. Um, guys that may be with the Niners next year, maybe not, are trying to parlay this into a, a, a bigger contract. Armstead gets slandered for that, for that contract. Um, he's going to be looking for something to prove. Nick Bosa coming off the coming off the injury, showing that he can be the player that he was in 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 2019 is going to be super interesting. And guys like Arden Key, um, who have bounced around a couple different teams, I think that's huge for this 49ers defensive line for them to be able to look at each other and be like, we see kindred spirits. 
we're going to get after people because we have to. We have we have stuff to prove, um, and that's dangerous on the on the defensive line. And I'm super excited to see them wreak havoc. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see the depth and full display throughout the season because you'll see guys competing for the roster spots. Um, the thing is, there's a very good chance like a guy like Evan Givens kind of emerges that we don't even talk about today. That's like, oh, this guy's a, an absolute beast. He's an undrafted free agent. He tears it up. So there's a very good chance to be other names added to this list. So really, really encouraging stuff and cannot be more excited that D Ford is finally healthy. And then moving on, we're going to be talking about John Lynch. 49ers GM is now a Hall of Famer, and we just wanted to kind of, you know, shout him out a little bit. A uh, really impressive career that John Lynch had. And now he gets, you know, doesn't really talk about his playing career that much now being the 49ers GM. Um, and, you know, he, he gets scrutinized a little bit, which I think is really over the top. I think he's done a great job as a 49ers GM. But as a player, this dude is absolutely a tremendous player. Um, three-time first, first team on the all-pro list, um, nine-time pro bowler. Had many exceptions, Super Bowl champion for the Buccaneers. Uh, really impressive stuff. So amazing that John Lynch made the Hall of Fame. Uh, he did already have his Hall of Fame speech. Um, so if you want to check that out, make sure you could probably just go to NFL.com and find it there. But just want to say, you know, some quick thoughts on it. And, and Aiden, what are your thoughts about, you know, now the 49ers having a GM who is a Hall of Fame safety and, you know, one of the most violent players in the league. So what are just your thoughts on, on John Lynch making the Hall of Fame? I think it's it's super cool. Um, shows that this guy knows what he's talking about. Maybe he'll he'll get a little bit less backlash with with some of the moves right now. Um, but I mean, this is a dude who hit people super duper hard. Ronnie Lott is is known as the the Forty ers legend. John Lynch fashioned his 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 game after that. Um, came out of Stanford. Niners like taking Stanford players. Um, Bill Walsh was the Stanford guy. Um, I'm, I'm just super excited to see him get this honor. He was deserving of it for the last couple years and he finally broke through. Um, and to be in a class with like Peyton Manning, um, who else? Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu. That's, that's got to feel pretty cool. Um, and I, I think that it's awesome and very well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. And, if you guys don't know much about John Lynch's playing career, it was late 90s, early 2000s with the Bucks, where he was a dominant player. And, and now is a defense that, you know, they propelled a, a Super Bowl win pretty much because the defense carried their offense um, in the, the John Gruden year. I think that was, what, 2001? Um, so this is, I mean, this is a team, this is a guy that he was able to make this impact on a, like a generational level defense because um, that is a very, very special defense that he was a part of on the Buccaneers. So it was really cool to see that. Um, also, 26 career picks, played for, what was it, like 17 years, I want to say? 15. Um, 15, yeah, very long career at a, you know, he played mostly strong safety, then played some free safety towards the end of his career. But he was a guy that flies all over the field. Um, and I will say, you definitely see that with a lot of his picks, like the style that he played with. Um, it, it almost reminds you a little bit of like a Fred Warner type where he's just all over the place, like sideline to sideline kind of guy. Um and you see that with you know some of the safeties he's drafted, uh, the violence that the 49ers play with, play with that's that's his mold. You know that's that's him as a player as well. So super super cool to see this. Um, and you know what an honor for John Lynch because I know it was kind of getting towards the end of uh, his opportunity to make all of it. But congratulations to him, amazing stuff. Um, anything else you want to add before we take off? 
No, I think that we touched on it. Congrats to John Lynch and excited for him to bring another Super Bowl to his 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 career. Um, and I'm sure that Brad Johnson, who is who is the Buccaneers quarterback for that for that Super Bowl run, is out there thanking uh, John Lynch, Warren Sapp, and Derek Brooks for carrying him to that title. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then we are going to move on to Brandon Ayuk. Talk a little bit about, you know, how we project his uh, 2021 year to go. Uh, this is a guy that I think is is going to become a top 10 wide receiver in the league. If not this year, then next year. I am extremely high on Brandon Ayuk. And it's, it's funny because I was thinking about last offseason and going into last season, I thought Debo Samuel was a better player. Then we see Brandon Ayuk's amazing, amazing rookie year. You see that he pretty much wins in every type of dimension, you know, every type of route. He's running slants, he's running corners, he's running post streaks, whatever it is, he is winning at a very, very high rate. Um, this guy, he, he to me, he, he's always looked a little bit like Devontae Adams. Um, he's probably a little bit stronger than Devontae, not quite as quick, but he has like that feel and, and you know, he looks like that kind of player. Is he going to be Devontae Adams next year? No, Devontae Adams will probably be the best receiver in the league once again next season. But Brandon Ayuk, the, the, chance that Trey Lance to Brandon Ayuk to become like that dynamic combo is very, very high. Now, we don't know if we're going to see that combo next year. I would guess that we're going to. But even if even if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Brandon Ayuk is going to have an amazing year. Last year, he played 12 games, 60 catches, 748 yards, um, and then he had, what was it, seven, seven touchdowns. Aiden, what do you think his stat line is going to look like in 2021? So I'm going to assume that he's going to miss a couple games here and there. Um, he's not the biggest guy. We've seen Debo get hurt. I think that we're going to see less running jet sweep plays this year, uh, which will minimize some of those hits. But if I had to guess right now, missing a couple games, keep that in mind. But with the addition of an extra one for that 17-game season, I think we're looking at somewhere around 80 catches, 1,150 yards, and eight eight touchdowns. Um, some of that stuff will dip or, or go up depending on, on who's playing quarterback. I think if, if Jimmy's playing quarterback, you're going to get a little bit more catches, a little bit less yards. And if Lance plays quarterback, you're going to have a couple less catches, but maybe a couple more yards with a little bit more, more deep shots. Um, but he's a guy who I expect to lead the 49ers in receiving this year. I, I'm not huge on Kittle in, in, in fantasy this year for those of you that, that play fantasy. Um, I think he's still the 49ers best offensive player, but he's going to be used just as much as a decoy and just as much in the running game as he will be in, in the pass game. Um, and I think Ayuk is going to have a really, really good year. Uh, he's a guy who I think like, like you mentioned, the, the ceiling is really un unlimited. I think he could be Devontae Adams, um, which is interesting because Devontae Adams is probably going to be a free agent after this, this next year. Um, which will be interesting to see how much he gets paid and how much um, you're going to have to equate for this Ayuk price tag because we have we've talked about this before. We don't know if, if Debo is going to get that that second contract, um, but he's a guy who I think is is the 49ers wide receiver one for the next 10 years, hopefully. Um, and after a really good rookie year, this is his coming out party with a thousand yard season, and I think he's he's going to have an awesome year, and I'm excited to see him. Um, just absolutely dominate. And if you guys didn't watch much of Brandon Ayuk last year, because I know a lot of people didn't, 
Um, and, and maybe this isn't only 49er fans listening, but also people just kind of interested in his fantasy outlook. He was really, really good. And he was winning pretty much routinely as a rookie in the NFL, like from the start. Um, you saw him really take off towards the second half of the year where he was putting up double-digit fantasy points every week. Um, and he was – he was when Kittle was out, it was no question. He was the premier target. I still think he's going to be the premier target even with Kittle coming back. And that's not to not Kittle or anything, say anything bad about Kittle. Um, we love George Kittle. But Kyle Shanahan is going to try to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Uh, I would guess that – my guess is that IU comes down with 90 catches this year. And that would be 33% more than last season. But like we said, he only played 12 games last year. So you add three more games. You add an offense that's going to try to throw him the ball a lot more. Um, you add another year of experience. I'm fully expecting him to come out and be a better player. Um, he wasn't that great in, you know, like the run game. Uh, he wasn't that great to have a blocker on the outside. He's going to improve in that. That's and, and maybe not by some giant margin or anything, but he will be a better player in that aspect. I would expect that. Um, he's talked about like they basically said he's come out and he's looked a lot better than he did his rookie year, and and that's to be expected from most NFL players, especially wide receivers, where you kind of have to come and adjust, figure it out. Um, and you see how many receivers that, as rookies don't really put up any type of good numbers. And then in, the, in their second year, they really come out. Brandon Ayuk was doing that last year. Um, he's a guy that you want to get into open space. We've seen the, and like I said, we've seen the Lance to Ayuk deep balls. It seems like every single day you see one or two where Ayuk has a, you know, 10 yards on a receiver and Lance just bombs a ball down to him. I think you're going to see that with Jimmy Garoppolo too. And if they don't, you know, if they're, if it's stuff around, around the line of scrimmage, you're going to see a lot of RPOs, I think, with him this year as well. A lot of bubbles, a lot of screens. I don't think you're going to see as much of him running the football. Um, and that's more when when Trey Lance is at quarterback. Um, if Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback, I still think they'll do it, you know, into rounds and stuff. They've proven to be very effective in the past. But they're probably going to do that more with Debo Samuel. Uh, but Brian Ayuk, he is, for fantasy, he is the guy to own. And if you're a 49er fan, he's probably the second jersey you'd want to buy right now. The second second most exciting player um, on the offensive side of the ball, that is. So very, very exciting stuff for him early on in his his career. Uh, if you guys have ever checked out like his route tree, it's just green. It's purely green. Uh, I think that, and one thing I, I don't know if I've said on the show, but I think there's a very good chance that this 2020 wide receiver class features three of the top five wide receivers in the NFL, not next year, but in a couple years down the road when, you know, the Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, you know, Devontae Adams, Stephon Dix, those guys get a little bit older. I think there's a chance that you see Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, and C.D. Lamb all like widely viewed as top five receivers in the league, um, both in fantasy and just in terms of how good of players they are. So I am all in on on the rising stock of Brandon Ayuk. But Aiden, anything else you want to add? For me, it, it boils down to he had 60 for 750 and five last year with Nick Mullins throwing him the ball. That's going to get better. You got an extra game. Um, I think that anything under a thousand yards would be surprising. Depends if he misses half half the season, obviously. Um, but I think anything under a thousand yards, I would I'd be surprised. And I think you you hit it right on the head. This is the fantasy guy to own, um, and he's not being drafted all that high. I, I think people look at, at Kittle and look at what he's he's done over the past couple of years, and they and they're not factoring in. Um, after not watching those those 49ers games last year where Ayuk was constantly open and Mullins couldn't get him the ball or took a sack or fumbled or I don't even I don't even want to think about Nick Mullins anymore. He's not on the roster. 
Um, but super excited to see what Ayuk is going to do. And I think he's he's going to be awesome. So what's your, your final stat line projection for Brown Ayuk? I'm going to say 80 for 1,108. Okay, pretty close to me. Mm-hmm. I think I would go 90 for 1,200 and also 8. Uh, I think the touchdown 7-8, like I think that's going to be pretty consistent. Uh, you're going to see them run the ball a lot in the red zone. So most time he's going to score, it's not going to be, you know, red zone plays. It'll be plays where he, you know, he takes it to the house. Um, but I, I like, I think 80, or sorry, 80 to 90 catches or eight, even 80 to 100 catches should be expected. And I think that's why he's, like you said, like he's not really getting drafted that high in fantasy. I think that's exactly why is because people expect him to have, oh, he had 60 catches last year. Maybe he'll have 70. Maybe he'll go down because Kittle's back. No, no. He is going to be the featured guy in this passing attack. Um, and I fully expect that. And, you know, I think it honestly, I think there's a chance it actually helps Kittle a little bit too, because you're going to see a lot of home run plays from Kittle. And we've seen that's, you know, that's how he has his big games where it's like, oh, look, Kittle had 200 yards and, and two touchdowns today. Oh, why? Well, because he was running and there was literally nobody in the in the back in the secondary because, you know, everyone went and went on some, some other guy or bit on the run or whatever the case is. But Brandon Ayuk, he is he's going to be one of the best receivers in the league. I, I really believe that. Um, and, and like I said, this is a guy I thought Debo Samuel was a better player than coming into last year. And his rookie year, it shocked me. Like the the way that he can win, his vertical, his horizontal movements, his start-stop movements, it's it's ridiculous. Um, also a very strong player, upper body. You know, he finds ways to, to get separation that way. But he's a guy that just creates space easily and routinely in the NFL, which is it's just going to keep getting better, I think. So 90 catches, 1,200 yards. Eight touchdowns is my guess. And when it happens, you guys can come back and be like, hey, these guys were spot on about Brandon Ayuk. So that's going to do it for today's episode, though. So thanks for listening. And come back for daily 49ers content every day.